Hello, this is Hope, and you're listening to Covert Castaway. Welcome to my weekly diary of what I learn and how I cope with transitioning to life as a liveaboard cruiser. Plans change. Today, we discuss how to continue our boat commissioning and what options we have for maintaining our goal for setting sail in 2020 amid this COVID crisis. Neither of us could have ever imagined the idea to push our plans out, but now it's a matter of whether those plans push a few months or a full year out. We're going to start this podcast discussing our alternative plans. Um, We spent a couple hours this morning sort of discussing everything, so I think what we're just going to try to do is recap where we landed and what our logic was on what to do next for our boat plans. So you think we can, <laughs> it was a pretty long discussion, but hopefully we can narrow it down. Yeah, when um, that discussion was triggered by early information of what might happen in France and Europe this summer. Right. So that's what kind of uh, triggered all this. Well, let's start there actually, that's great. So this morning we got an email from someone on the ground in France. Mm-hmm. And you wanna just give the overview of yeah, so the rumors are that, well, four days ago, France closed their borders for non-residents. So that means even if you live within Europe, um, you cannot cross. And I think that was already kind of the case, maybe. But uh, uh, I guess it's been probably stricter now. Um, so they're closing borders between the countries within Europe it's more formally. Close, you yeah. know, like it hasn't been really... It's been unclear, right? I think so. it's been closed for a while, but some people who work across the border have some ways to do this. There might be, you know, maybe like citizens have the way maybe to also come. But now there are, I think, stated new rules where it's only residents that can come back into the country, everybody else. They, they basically are preparing for the, for the summer where they don't want um, people from other countries to come they don't want tourism, tourists to come over the summer, basically. Yes, and that's true for Spain. Apparently, that's true for Portugal. Um, Italy. Probably, probably other countries are going to do the same. Um, the fear is, obviously, to get a second wave after all these efforts of the confinement. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you bring tourists from the outside, and now there is, there is um, um, you know, maybe a resurgence of the, the virus. So there's that, and we'll come back to that. I think the the good news is is that the boatyard seems to be starting to open up. So yeah, so in one way, um, at least for France, they're starting uh, very very early stages of deconfinement. So there are some pockets, just like Paris. I was talking with my sister. So obviously, it's a more dense area. People have to take public transportation. And there is also many more cases, so uh, they're not going to be starting any kind of deconfinement anytime soon. Same from the east part of France, uh, but where the boat manufacturers are uh, on the west part of France, La Rochelle, and probably the the bigger region. More remote places. Yeah, Mm. and less cases, and probably also smaller companies are are starting after the Easter weekend, are starting to get back to work to some degree, with maybe um, a partial number of their workers. 
Now we've got some information. So that's that's good news. Um, In terms of getting our boat commissioned, yeah. Yeah, the, and, and for boats that were out of the factory and that were sitting in La Rochelle, then assuming they can provision the parts, uh, it might take longer, but if they get it, then at least those boats can be commissioned and completed. Now the owners, uh, based on this early news that we're getting, they're not going to be able to fly to France to get their boat. This is the problem, right? Yeah, this is the problem. So, so that's that's one. For people who have boats still in the factory and that were almost built and it was kind of finishing jobs, just assembly type stuff, then they, they have a chance for their boat maybe starting early May, uh, the, or the first boats, to come out. What we've heard is... Uh, Fontaine Peugeot, um, they have just limited of the workforce currently, but probably the offices, probably people doing like provisioning of like ordering uh, supply chain stuff, trying to get parts, and and then people were just doing the final assembly. Uh, so there are just very limited number of people, and they can get those boats out. Um, again, if they can get the boat the boats out starting early May. Uh, then they can get them transported and assuming they can get parts, then the commissioning process can be done. So that's kind of another level. Now for boats that are still in fabrication at Fontaine Peugeot... Or not yet entered the factory. Yeah, so right. that that's it's going to be very complicated. Fontaine Peugeot is getting lots of parts from all over the world, especially China and Italy. Um, it's hard to provide to get those parts, and and if you miss and you don't have any yeah. any um, uh, kind of storage of this, so you don't have any inventory. So and if you don't have all the parts, then you're yeah. not going to be able to get the boats out. And I mean, we've we've heard from a couple sources that they might be pushing boats out um, that haven't yet entered the factory. So. Again, that could be rumor, but we have pretty good sources. Meaning like... New del- boats. Delay. delay yeah. yeah. So a yeah. uh, couple things also that are being talked about in France is nobody knows quite what's going to happen during this summer. Typically, French people take the month of July or between mid-July, mid-August or the month of August. And especially a lot of the, the kind of uh, fabrication, right. manufacturing companies, they close the month of August. Obviously, now there's a huge backlog, not only for boat fabrication, but also some other areas. And like, maybe, for example, in the medical field, there's many surgery that needed to be done that are not being done. So they may be asked to basically not take any vacation this summer to catch up. So the adjustment that the French people are going to have to make is instead of taking the summer off, they'll be asked probably to work for the summer. For certain areas right, for of certain work. Areas, yeah. So so it could be true for Fontaine Peugeot, uh, but it's not been decided. But it's clear that it's going to be not at full capacity for sure over the next few months. Um, and, and then what we heard also is that boats that were planned to come out to be commissioned uh, before the summer, they've already been pushed out to 2021. Yeah. So, so that, that's a pretty big yeah. change. So just to recap what our plans were originally, so we can kind of talk about some of the options is we originally wanted the boat to come out in February 
to allow for delays. So the boat actually came out at some point in April, we would hope. And then we could spend enough time getting the boat commissioned and effectively shaken out a bit before mid-June. Um, Because we're here for my son's college graduation and your daughter's high school graduation. So we were going to wait till everybody graduated, the boat would be ready, and we would cast off mid-June. That was the original plan. Mm -hmm. Boat came out in February, which is good. It came out right on time. And then, you know, you were over there getting everything set up, and then you had to run out. And we kind of covered that in the last podcast, Plot Twist, about kind of what happened uh, in a rush. And then we spent the last two weeks trying to understand the situation, kind of make our own adjustments, wrap, wrap our own head around what was going on. And then, um, you know, based on some of this information that we got this morning, it was we're able to sort of think through. Now, I had always sort of wondered, I wonder if, you know, when this COVID stuff started, I wonder if in Europe they're just going to push everything to September because of the, of the um, vacation. Um, I was wondering if they wanted all those tourists in Europe as this was happening. That was one thing on my mind. And then for the U.S., same thing. You know, do they want to wait until um, the kids are supposed to go back to school? So obviously we don't know actually what's going to happen. But, you know, these are just kind of factors into some of our scenarios that we started talking about. So, um, yeah, so where'd we land on some of the so yeah the the hard date the goal the time the countdown we had in the house in June, was all yeah. based on on june 15 after the two graduations so now uh yeah and just to add sorry is we we the idea was that mid-june we would bring the boat into the med um from western france bring the boat into the med and then spend a season in the med winter somewhere in the med come back for three months here Winner the boat. Winner the boat. Come, come back, back here. spend the winter with our family, and then go back to the med. So we would have two full seasons in the med. Mm-hmm. That was the original idea before crossing. Before crossing. The yeah. So now we're in September, supposedly, when maybe we'll be able to enter France. Yeah. That's sort of the scenario, which means we would be able to basically have what a month of good weather so yeah so we're assuming that france and spain and portugal and other major european countries open like back touristic, up, yeah. well they closed during the whole summer month and opens up september 1st so that would be the best case scenario for us um and for probably many people and what maybe we should we should also say like we're talking about our change of plans and and how we're being affected but obviously these are good problems to have yeah, yeah. yeah. and other people have yeah. much bigger tougher, topics yeah. yeah um but so so september 1st will be uh, the next best case scenario given this information so assuming september 1st we could fly there september 1st and that would be our goal will st- still be then maybe do a short, sh- short shakedown cruise uh, near La Rochelle, south of Brittany, come back and fix whatever needs to be fixed. And then really the, the original goal is to try to get the boat as, as soon as possible all the way to like at least uh, Sicily. So that will give us a window of September plus October 
Um, obviously, we're getting closer to the winter months, but I think we will have some weather window opportunities where we could do that. So the advantage is we will get to know the boat. We will get to um, see what what we need to do. And also for the next season, then we will, the boat will already be where we wanted to initially start our cruising Right. Season. And then we started talking about all different, you know, things like, well, maybe Gibraltar is as far as we would get or, you know, these kinds of things. And then the other al- alternative we discussed was having the boat shipped uh, well, to I, Florida. I think now, it's but, probably, but it's probably less. I think the next best solution for us is instead of like bringing the boat all the way to the Med and come back here, um, another option will be, um, again, start in September, do a little shakedown cruise, sail down to Gibraltar, stop in Gibraltar, and just reassess a little bit. And then make the decision, do we want to come back and spend the winter in, in California, in, in South Lake Tahoe, or do we want to sail to the Canary Islands, maybe sail all the way to Cap Verde, and basically spend the winter sailing on the boat. So we will have missed some of the month of uh, mid-June, July, August, but we will kind of keep... Make up for it in yeah. Cape Verde. And take an opportunity to basically spend time in an area cruising this area where typically you are just doing this to do the arc and the crossing. So you have a lot on your mind and you're using this as kind of little kind of a stopover, yeah. stopovers, but you don't really have time to, to maybe visit. So it, it, that could be, we will need to obviously get a lot more information about those two areas, but Cap Verde is about the same latitude of some, for some of the islands in the Caribbean. Right. So the weather could be pretty nice and decent. And that would open some new opportunities to just yeah. cruise uh, around. So you're ju- you're jumping to the end of kind of where we concluded, but the well, scenarios I'm, we kind of went through were I'm focusing on the scenarios where we are max. We're going towards our goal of like basically live on the boat, sailing, and maximizing kind of you know the sailing opportunities um, based on kind of the new adjustments that we have to make. Right. But just to go back to the Florida thing. So that was one thing that we discussed. We have the boat shipped. Then we're in the Caribbean um, during the winter months. So rather than coming back to California for the winter months, we would actually spend it in the Bahamas or the Caribbeans. But I think based on cost and based on, you know, just not even knowing if any of these islands are going to be open and uh, many, many other factors, we sort of landed back on, you know, at least if it's a month, um, in September, October, and we commit to the Medi- Mediterranean option first, which was our original plan. Um, Cape Verde seemed like, you know, a good alternative. I mean, there's a lot to figure out, right? Like, yeah. I mean, both, you know, uh, going down all the way to Cape Verde and spending the winter there. So it would be an option. It's not an option for sure to for us at least to spend the winter in the med. Uh, we don't really feel like being at a dock and, in cold uh, weather <laughs> during yeah. the month of like yeah. November, December, January, February. Uh, we'd rather be in cold weather in South Lake Tahoe yeah, and, and hoping this being able to ski or something. Yeah, if yeah. the ski slopes are open. Yeah. So so that was yeah another option we we talked about. Um, and I think a lot of the discussion we had too was you know we have this kind of work when do we quit our jobs kind of thing going on mm-hmm. and. It sort of started to feel to me and what triggered a lot of the discussion around the scenarios was, wow, if we don't get in by September, October, and that cuts that whole season out, we're talking again about going back in 
March, April of next year, that's a whole nother year. And so then that's like, okay, well now we're, we have various work, you know, situations to kind of think about. And, and that just seems so far away after waiting this long. And then, you know, we have this boat we've paid for Mm -hmm. and it's just sitting there for a year and it doesn't seem like very good. Yeah. And then the first two options we're talking about, I mean, they're kind of also talking about a September 1st opening and assuming most of the countries in the Med are open so you can travel and, and, you know, find cover if you need it. But if it changes from September 1st to October 1st, now the window to move the boat um, becomes a little shorter because we... So it's still possible, probably. We'll need to check that in the weather information, typical. But now it will become from, okay, September, we can slowly kind of cruise down the coast. October, you know, and and then that will give us at least two good months and to either the south or in the eastern part of the Med. But now if it's like beginning of October, that gives us kind of maybe a month. And now, now the goal will be, okay, get on the boat, make sure everything is good, and then do a delivery. That yeah, would be more and like I start – I know it doesn't bother you, but it bothers me um, around going across the Bay of Biscay in October. It's just, well, it bothers me uh, depending on the uh, the season. Yeah, so, yeah, the so I don't know. Get, just, the, the, the I'm having a hard is. time with that one. So, yeah, I mean, if it's October, it's literally just sail the boat to Gibraltar and, like, winter the boat and come back. Like, there's no – Boating really other than that, right? Well, unless then you can go down. I mean, if you're in Gibraltar in October, um, then this is when people start moving down to the Canary Islands and to Cap Verde uh, before they are crossing. So we could keep going down this way. But if we have to, yeah, so it's all going to depend if it's like a September 1st, October 1st. If it's November 1st, then it's pretty much gone. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, is like, you know, again, we have a lot more research to do on Cape Verde because I I don't know if you're fighting the wind or whatever coming back if you're trying to go back to the med. So, yeah, I mean, if we were there, that's two options. One, we eventually can cross and be in the Caribbeans, but assuming they're open. Yeah. Or we wait for a weather window and, and kind of move back to the med um, early next season. Yeah. And um, then and then we got in kind of a heated debate about, you know, the med, like how important is it? We sort of started our whole plan in the med because we knew if we continued to go west, getting back to the med would be a whole other set of years later. Um, you know, and you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, we can just go back. But, I mean, realistically, it's either in the beginning or you may not ever do it, I guess was my point. Well, it's, it's roughly if it's, it's either now or seven to 10 years from now, (laughs) maybe later if we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the med will be nice, but if, if the compromise was you start with, you know, those Canary Islands and Cap Verde and then the Caribbeans, uh, to me, I mean, if that was that, that would be an easy compromise, because right, my assumption yeah. would be like, well, we'll do the med like when we are on the other end of the yeah going around the world. But I know you are like more about well, work. I just <laughs> I've had this bucket list item, you know, since I can remember. I mean, as far back as high schools, I've always wanted to sail in in Greece, and you know, as you as we've learned, I think more about Croatia and Turkey and how beautiful it is all over there in the Eastern Mediterranean. I think, I mean, it'd just be such a shame because I mean, we we kind of built this whole plan, like like the whole reason we wanted to 
buy and pick up the boat in France was to be able to do that. Otherwise, we would have just had it shipped in the first place and like saved ourselves all this trouble. But there you go. Just got an idea. We have a boat and we might meet friends that have a boat in Greece. And so <laughs> we, we might say, hey, we want we to swap. hang out with you in Greece. Yeah. And when you come to like come sometimes uh, in the Caribbean or something and you hang out. And, you yeah. Know. So if anybody's listening and is going to be in Greece and we don't make it there, maybe we can swap. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's where we are. I think, again, we have to, you know, so we kind of figured out that. You know, there's some additional research we have to do, obviously, on Cape Verde as an option and some other things. But I think what it also helped us figure out is, you know, what the no regrets sort of decisions are. So I think what we finally wrapped our head around, and I know this was hard for you, (laughs) was we weren't actually going to be sailing this summer, right? Um, And so we'll be here in Tahoe this summer, which, again, these are great problems to have. Mm -hmm. Um, It's beautiful here, and I'm sure we'll have, you know, a lot of fun. Um, But I think we sort of finally wrapped our heads around and accepted that fact. Well, just just today for me, because I went from earlier this week, I was like, okay, Europe is ahead of the U.S., and... You know, I think Europe will kind of transition back to normal life earlier. So I was hopeful, like, you know, we are like close to mid-April to mid-June, two more months, assuming there is a lot more testing available by then. Yeah. So I was optimistic about that. And I was more concerned about will there be flights from the U.S. <laughs> to enter the <laughs> to France and Europe because... Now the U.S. is the center of like the coronavirus, you know, and, you know, in California where we are, it's not as bad. So I was like, okay, so I was that was my main concern. And then I heard the news about, um, you know, some businesses starting to reopen. And I was like, okay, this is good. You know, this is working towards our goal and and our mid-June time frame. You mean about the boatyard being the boatyards, yeah. yeah, and doing the commissioning. Um, so I was I was fairly optimistic, uh, and then uh, two days email, kind of. Oh well, and then the other phase where kind of yesterday I was a little less optimistic, but I was okay as long as we can get to France. Who cares if you know the other countries are closed? As long as we can get to France mid June. That will still be fun to sail the west coast of France, especially Brittany, where my family is from. And yeah, so, but no offense to Brittany. Brittany in September, October is oh no, cold. no, no. Well, September will be fine, but not definitely yeah. not October. But that will still be like July, August, September. So, and that would have been a nice summer season. So I was like, okay, maybe not Europe, maybe not the Med, but at least the west coast of France. And then today, with the latest information, I had yeah a hard time to wrap my head around this. But now we pretty much scratched the idea of like, you know, yeah. this, this summer. So, so definitely there's worse places to be in the summer um, than Tahoe. So I think that that's fun. And I think the other thing with all the snow here and, and kind of being in this, in this house that we were planning to sort of convert to a vacation rental. And vacation rentals are completely closed right now in Tahoe. So that's a whole other thing is we've figured out there's some projects that need to be done on the house. So we'll, we'll need to address that too. We can focus on those. Focus on a couple of those things. While we're here during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. 
The other thing that we kind of know regrets is um, it helped us sort of crystallize our work plan. So I think we're both committed to at least up into September, which changes things a bit. I think mentally adjusting to that is kind of, we have our countdown clock. I think last time I checked, it was 60 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we sort of set this June time frame. So mentally continuing on that path is... <laughs> Again, super grateful so far to have jobs, although that could change for both of us too. Yeah, um, and we so. can work from home, and and so we don't know what the guidelines are going to be for California, for the Bay Area, for our companies. Um, but at this stage, making some assumptions, thinking that the schools already are closed until the end of yeah. the school year here, so the parents are not going to be able to go back to work that easily until there's really, you know, wild, uh, wide testing. And it's, it's hard to imagine that companies like software companies are going to ask their employees to go back to work. Especially if people don't feel comfortable or feel at yeah. high risk. You know, I think that's it. So yeah. I'm kind of making a parallel to, you know, to what's happening, what's, what might happen in France and is that we might still need to be working from home the mm-hmm. whole summer, which for us, it's good because we don't have a place in the Bay Area anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so if we have, if I have to go back to work and be in the office every day, that's going to be a that's going to be an issue. Yeah. So anyway. and again, I mean, this just assumes that we'll have jobs. Like we don't know what's going to happen with these companies, right? So that's also always a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the third thing we landed on was the good news is. If there are people on the ground working in La Rochelle, they are probably going to be wanting the work. Mm-hmm. They're going to be faced with a, they probably have a backlog right now of the boats that are out of the factories. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be a, 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 period, of a period of time where they're not going to have work while the boats and the supply chain and everything kind of ramps back up mm-hmm. if the boats are already delayed mm-hmm. of probably six months, um, potentially. So, the good news is um, one of our concerns about the boat coming out in the in the summer prior to all this happening was actually finding people to do the extra things, uh, extra projects on the boat beyond the commissioning process. So we have, I don't know, huge punch list of items of things that we want to do or have done. And um, the good news here on this is, you know, we'll have projects to do and there will be people to do it. So... I think as much as we can get those things done, even if we wanted to do them ourselves, I think at this point we just need to make sure that they're done and and maybe it's helpful to the local economy. Makes Mm -hmm. me feel a little bit better giving people work. And and like what kinds of things are on that list just to give everybody a There was something that, um, so the boat was supposed to to be put in the water. So that was uh, like mid-March, just before uh, everything closed. So... Uh, we always wanted to do a copper coat, copper coat bottom paint, but because of the uh, the weather, I think we talked about this at length in a previous podcast. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. no. What has changed? Um, I'm just summarizing oh, the this. Yeah. Is so that was not an option, and we were going to literally be the day the lockdown happened, stop the bottom paint with the kind of a regular bottom paint. Now, time has gone by and the weather is better. So now we've reinitiated some conversations about doing copper coat because now the weather conditions allow it. 
um yeah a bunch of like extra you know, there winch is, you know there's yeah, yeah. There, there's a bunch of little projects well little they, they'll take time but there is the accumulator tank that the one that comes out from Fontaine Peugeot is not stainless steel so everybody has to replace it so we have to do right. that we don't want to drink some water that's been yeah. <laughs> corroded like with the, the and another set like the battery monitor so you know you can see the battery without starting the boat they're just little stuff like that Yes. Yeah. Well, little. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of projects. But these are, are the these are the t- little projects that you go. Oh, well, we can just do this while we're underway. But actually, it takes time, a lot of time, and nothing's ever easy. And if you have all the parts, it's one thing because you can be an right. anchor. And but if you're missing something, then that's where it becomes a yeah. much much bigger job. Well, and that's why I think giving it to some of the guys on the ground in La Rochelle, it helps them out and. Um, yeah, and you know you you trust them because right. they work on those boats all, all the, the time, time yeah. and and so so that's yeah. something uh, we've decided to to do. Yep. So now we just need to look at um, you know what it's going to take to have the boat stay in La Rochelle from June to September because I think we're we're squared up on having the boat stored until th- June because that so was the original be plan. July August we have to yeah. figure out. We have least. to figure that out. And then that's it. So I think those are the basic no regret decisions. Um, but it took us, you know, a few hours this morning kind of talking through everything and arguing about a couple of things <laughs> and mentally kind of wrapping our head around the change of plans. But I think, yeah, just like you said earlier, these are lucky problems to have. So this is also what the boat life's about, right? You never know. Yeah, yeah. You just keep adapting based if you have an issue on the boat and you have to stop somewhere. If you have weather issues, then you have to also delay or move Or someone forward. gets sick, you know. I mean, those are always things yeah. to adapt to. So I think this is our a first crash course in adapting to change on a boat or in a boat lifestyle for mm-hmm. sure. So, and all cruisers are being impacted yeah. to some degree. I mean, people who don't have yet their boat obviously impacted. In our case, I mean, we're being impacted. People were already on their boat, and some people might think, oh, it's the best case scenario, but they're also um, uh, stuck in one area. Oh, you mean isolating on a boat? Wait, being yeah. the best case scenario, and, and yeah. So everybody is, and then people were maybe like in the Caribbeans, but they are really restricted to be in one island, in one port, in one marina. And they also have concerns about when they're going to be able to sail uh, north or south because the hurricane, hurricane season. season will come. Yeah. And so there's a lot of questions that cruisers have and, and are going to have Everybody's to gone through their own yeah. set of decisions and options. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, I feel better, at least knowing that we have a little bit of a plan, at least through the summer. We'll sit tight. And like I said before, Tahoe is a great place to be in the summer. So We can also you know, do some other classes that we were planning to do, like medical classes or class and, um, and a safety at sea. So there might be some options that are online options. So The wilderness medicine one. Yeah. So that's something that we might try to focus on this summer and continue to work towards the overall goal. Are you happy about these changes? And uh, no, I'm not. Um, and my now that we've talked about it and put it on paper with different plans, I kind of wrap my head around this. But no, I was very much focusing on mid June and start getting on the boat and start with our plan, even if it was going to be 
a different plan than the original plan, uh, I was really hoping that mid June will be we will be on the boat, or at least July first yeah. or something. So I'm not happy, but um, now we have switched to a backup plan and just have to hope that uh, uh, things improve and testing becomes more available and and um, and then we'll see. After we recorded this podcast, I was struggling with my feelings and I was trying to explain to my husband that I wasn't feeling it, that this podcast was so great. It felt like we were pretty matter of fact about sharing what was going on. And I think now I know why. First, we're bummed. So it's not like this is super exciting news or some really cool update we have to give. Um, But more importantly, it just doesn't feel right to be bummed out in the context of everything else going on in the world right now. Our hearts go out to families who are facing the illness or have loved ones who are in the healthcare uh, community. That's got to be really tough for them. And our hearts also go out to those people in the sailing community who are struggling financially, uh, small businesses or even big ones, and people working in the cruising community or in the port towns in these cruising destinations that will struggle uh, with a lot of the economic fallout. So it just doesn't seem right to be feeling so bummed out. And um, we do. And and I just have to be honest, I'm struggling with that. Anyway, we're going to continue to share some of our difficult decisions, uh, what unfolds in the coming weeks, and everything we're learning on this journey. And uh, I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't already, please help me out with a thumbs up or give me a star rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, uh, please feel free to visit our Facebook page and uh, IM me any questions or post those. And um, I've gotten some great ones over the last few weeks, and hopefully I've been able to help somebody else out. Don't forget to keep checking back for new content. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. Oh!